Hi, I'm Melissa Meter, and this is the Synchrosoma Podcast. Remember to subscribe. Find me at Instagram at Synchrosoma. My email is synchrosoma at gmail.com and on the web, synchrosoma.com. At some point in all of my sessions with all of my clients, the topic of death comes up. And it comes up in many different ways. Either we're dealing with grief or we are talking about the archetypal death, ego death. Um, And I have a a really powerful death practice myself where, you know, in, in shamanic cultures, we always have death on our shoulder as kind of a reminder to be fully alive, to live. And, and so in this episode, I wanted to kind of talk about in a slow and careful way, how we can really harness this powerful, wandering, mysterious thing that is slowly stalking us as we live and turn this thing called death into an ally to have a more potent and powerful, focused and conscious way of living. All of the deaths I've described already, including just the the compost cycle of the seasons and life, the tendency is to focus on the rebirth or get healing or getting past the pain or pass to the next rebirth cycle. And in my work, and this is pretty true cross-culturally, we want to actually spend a lot of time in the compost, in the decay. Uh, This is one of the reasons why uh, recently I've been um, very connected to and contemplating and integrating Saturn energy, which is kind of a planet of slow depth, devotion, dedication, decay. And and so we can use all of the deaths and particularly be aware of and working towards these small ego deaths that help us detach at least from the ego attachment to material things, material life, material self, material body. And that isn't to say that we do a spiritual bypass where we act like we are not the body or our body is just an outfit we wear for a while. I actually get really um, disturbed when I hear so-called spiritual teachers talk about the body as a piece of meat or something like that because it's a a real dishonoring of the privilege of incarnation. We are here, we get a temple, and that is our body in which to explore reality, evolve our soul, develop consciousness, work with our karma, and learn to be powerfully in witness and connected to super soul. So to act like it's this, you know, way station or that we're just waiting for death (laughs) so bizarre it's actually this really beautiful beautiful um, time to learn how to be present so however the the 
contemplating of death is a very strong bit of sadhana or self-study. And, and so the thing that I already said about nature and being in the cycles and particularly paying attention to not the beautiful flower all the time, but the thing that feeds the beautiful flower, which is the compost, the, the, the dark soil. Like if we were as enamored with and pleased by the soil, the, the, the only thing that helps that flower to grow is the soil. If we were to be as connected to and humbled by and see the beauty of that soil as much, the dirt, the, um, the fertilizer, this is the, what, the waste that comes out of humans and animals becomes this food for the flower. If we could be humbled to understand that dirt is not a problem, something to clean or get rid of, it's actually the food. And that's a really great, also a really great metaphor for shadow in general. Our darkness feeds our ability to be conscious. And then there's these ways we can begin to let go of our attachment to our identity markers like ethnicity, gender, all of that kind of stuff. And that isn't to say that, you know, we, we all want to stop identifying with who we are. We're going to. It's not a problem. It's just to say that to, to have witness, we can understand that that's not all of who we are. Just like the body, the physical material body isn't all of who we are. It's temple that we get to worship in for the time we're here on earth. Same thing with our identity. Our personal layer identity is something to work with honor. And this is why we do somatic recapitulation and work with the pain and trauma as initiation. This is why we go through all of the, the, the shadow integration practices, the somatic shadow integration practices in order to use and companion our personal layers in order to be able to get who we really are, which is the container, the bigger us that holds all of those parts of ourself and personal layer self. Part of that process is what we could consider these little ego deaths. So humbling, coming out of image and persona as just like my status or the things that I'm able to have or being in constant pursuit of things like, you know, a better car, a better house, a better job, a better looking partner, a better looking self, a better looking me, you know, better like trying to be young and all of that stuff is part of illusion or maya, which is keeping us from the death practice, the ability to be in the present moment and be with the decay. But it's beautiful. It's not like we're supposed to um, suddenly just surrender to ugliness. It's not like that at all. What we're doing is we're taking off the, the, the fake glasses that make us only see certain things as beautiful, like the flower and not the soil that has fed the flower. It's like we get to start. So this is one of the things about Saturn. Saturn helps us to see beauty everywhere rather than just in one socially acceptable place like a young, uh, perfect-looking person, which is 
really not what makes something beautiful. What makes something beautiful is the uniqueness of it. And that's what we want to be starting to undo. That's part of this ego death thing is undo the conditioning that made us believe that only the flower is beautiful. Attending to our own road kills or relationships from the past and integrating them and not just passing them by is another way of working with this death idea that whatever, wherever we have been in the past, whether it's a place or people or situations, if we've avoided them, but when we think about them, we get a little cringy feeling or a little uh, recoil. This is a good opportunity to actually integrate the shadow that was there. You know, this is what my course, Shadow Stalking 101, is about. It's about learning tools in order to do that and how reality is, is organized so that you can learn how to work with the past and anything that's coming up in the overworld or the underworld. And we learn how to kind of navigate all of those places through this liminal stuff. So once we've buried the bodies of the roadkill, we have honored them. This is like a, a true funeral for the past, what has been. And so the energy of grief is a big part of that. And often when we think of roadkill, like places I've been that I now that I can't stand or jobs that I used to have or bosses that I didn't like, there's this kind of um, projection of negativity on that thing. And there hasn't been the honor and the respect and the, um, the balance. So when we bury the bodies, we can start to have a little bit more of a ritualistic way of relating with ourself in the present as well as um, honoring who we were in the past and in coming out of judgments of how we did things or, or how other people did things we start to really honor our ability to be in the present moment and the cool thing about that is we progress psycho-spiritually and we aren't necessarily rocked emotionally all the time or projecting all of the time we get better and better at understanding complex dynamics and having consciousness around them so that we're actually living more righteously uh, more with more honor you know I um I really appreciate the the path of the samurai for some of this consciousness training around honor and righteousness and right action you know right action is the the main theme of the bhagavad-gita to, you know, having these sources and these associations with paths that are full of honor and, and um, how we work in the world can be really helpful to help us resource our personal growth. Actual grief around losses we've had in this life to feel them and here's the key if if we're stuck in the emotional mental body which is the same it's uh it's there's these layers of the body and emotions and mind are very linked linked to the moon they're very linked to get into actual sensation is when we can recapitulate when we can actually integrate the energy if we just stay in the thoughts and the emotions if we're just you know, continually having a emotional response to a loss, it, it could be that there hasn't been enough attention to the actual energy or the physical heartbreak or the physical, you know, gut feeling that comes with it. 
So, and I'm not saying that, you know, if you've had a major loss and you're having a lot of emotional content, that's not wrong. That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm talking about if you personally identify what you're experiencing as uncomfortable continually and you can't seem to get out of the emotional, mental experience of the grief. If you're the one that's judging that, not me, I'm, I'm suggesting that if you feel like you haven't really been processing the grief from a loss, it could be that it stayed in the realm of story and it stayed in the realm of mind, which harnesses the emotional body and plays with it. So you can integrate that better if you have the energetic component, if you're actually working with the, you know, the tissues and the blood and the bones and the energy in your body in present time, in real time. So if you add that, you might feel some, um, a little bit of movement there. And then there's one more thing that I want to point to, which is our own death, our own future death, which is a real thing. And behind pretty much most attachments with materia, all this avoidance of, of even contemplating that idea, all of this, you know, hanging on to it, trying, hanging on to youth and beauty and stat and trying to get status. And all of this stuff is a weird, uh, compensation for the fear of death. So we can do the same thing with those energetically. We can work with the fear. We can also, um, I have, like I said, a strong death practice. This is something I, I work with um, with my own clients. And we, we have a way of meditating with that energetic content so that when I call it practicing for death. You know, we're practicing. We're not just going to wait until, you know, you hear this all the time. You get to the end of your life and there's all these regrets. We don't need to do that. We can have honor for how things have been. We can have gratitude for how things have been. And we can actually practice the decaying process through our inner work. And so that's us with death on our shoulder as an ally um, and of course, all of our underworld work has that content too. But um, we want to have a regular practice of working with our own mortality. And what that gives us is a way to really live so that we're actually taking the gift of this incarnation and amazingly reminds us of who we truly are as immortal. If you enjoy the content here or you read my Instagram posts and you enjoy that content, one way you can really help me is to share it with your friends and people you really care about. I'm dedicated to bringing somatic shadow integration practices to anybody who wants tools they can use on their own for their inner work and feel themselves growing and evolving. I have a lot of courses. There's more stuff coming out this year. The big thing is the heart path. I hope you can join me for that. Of course, you can find Shadow Stalking 101 in the show notes. And I do coaching one-on-one. I also have a series of courses, Slay Your Dragons, 
which helps us get into our personal archetypes and, and make things that had been enemy or disconnected from us allies in our soul growth. And then we work with the guardians of manifestation and truth. That's sort of like the next layer after Slayer Dragons. And I've started a coach training for people who want to get into this work and make it their vocation. I'm really glad you joined me for this podcast and find me here again next Tuesday for more shadow stalking, shadow integration, and somatic shadow integration practices. Thank you for listening to the Synchrosoma podcast. I'm Melissa Meter, and you can find me here each week with another journey into the known, the unknown, and the worlds in between. If you'd like to get in touch and find out more about what I do, coaching and courses, contact me at synchrosoma at gmail.com, and you can find me on Instagram at synchrosoma. See you next time. Organically Grown on Podcast Farm.